The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. Greetings, Sangha. I hope you are safe and, and well wherever in the world you are. Wonderful to join you and to be joined by so many of you in this moment um, to practice together. So we're going to continue our exploration of the um, five reflections, five recollections um, that the Buddha suggested that all practitioners, whether lay or monastics, uh, practice every day. And what we have been doing this week is to explore each of the reflections one by one uh, each day. So today is the third day, and um, it's time for the third reflection, which has to do with our own mortality. Just like everyone, I am subject to death. I have not gone beyond death. So contemplating or making peace or accepting or facing, um, being mindful of our own mortality has many benefits, um, can align us with our own values, realizing how short this precious life is, some vega, spiritual urgency can arise, and many other benefits. Um, I'll talk about them in the Dharmic afterwards. So for the guided meditation this morning, what um, we will do similar to the, couple, the previous couple of days, we will start by settling into the body, mindfulness of the body, mindfulness of the breath, to invite the mind to settle a little bit. And then we were going to drop in the um, reflections. And we will drop in all three reflections. We will drop in the first one, second one, and then spend more time with the third one, which is the focus of our uh, practice, our exploration to get today together. Um, and again, just to repeat, to remind us the way we will drop in these Reflections is not so much to think about them as we drop them in, but as if we were dropping a pebble into a body of water, letting it reverberate. When the waters have become, become calm and receptive to really feeling the reverberations, to be more sensitive to the reverberations. Um, so... I would like to invite you to get into your meditation posture. If you need to sit up straight a little more to have a sense of integrity of sitting up, ah, more upright, more awake and more alert. Or perhaps you need to lie down. This is what the body is asking you right now to do. Or to soften and relax. Whatever is appropriate for you. Check in to the body, 
and see what the body needs in this moment. Ah, arising, arriving, arriving in this moment. Arriving, arriving in this body, this moment in time. Landing, landing in the body. Landing and the sensations of this body, this body. Alive and breathing. And breathing, breathing, allowing the breath to move through the body, softening, relaxing. as if the breath were moving in every part of the body, awakening, enlivening, bringing more energy, vitality, aliveness, and also softening and relaxing. Feeling the breath invited, the in-breath and the out-breath in the abdomen. Enlivening. Bringing more energy, more awakeness, more alertness. And also softening and relaxing. As the abdomen receives the breath, each breath, feeling more settled, more present. 
receiving the breath and the chest. Allowing more awareness to be receiving the breath in the chest, the sensations. Perhaps there is more aliveness energy and also more relaxation and ease. They are not opposites. Energy and aliveness and relaxation, softness can happily coexist. Inviting, inviting the breath to be received in your neck and shoulders. softness. The breath received, felt, opened up to in your face, softening your jaw. Relaxing the forehead. Feeling more present. In your face, in your head, softer. The eyes relaxing resting in their socket. Feeling the ease with which the breath is received, moves. Inviting your arms, your hands to soften But also feel energized, alert and awake. As if the breath was moving through them, opening them up. Every cell to aliveness, to sensation. As if you were a pop-up doll that was deflated. 
becoming more full with the breath. In your hands, in your arms, all the cells getting nourished. The sense of presence, alertness, awareness. breathed into, awareness breathed into every cell of your body. Moving back down, feeling the chest, the backside, the upper back, the lower back, the abdomen, and your sit bones touching the cushion, the chair, filled with the breath, with awareness, more enlivened, maybe even feeling the tingling as well as a sense of letting go, relaxing, being soft. Moving down, letting the upper legs receive the breath, the knees, the lower legs and the feet connected to the earth. Feeling the sensations, the legs and the feet. More alert, more awake, more alive as they're touched by awareness. Receiving life-giving breath. Allowing the whole body to receive the breath. It's not so much that you are breathing no need to make it effortful or into a project. Just letting the body breathe as it knows how to do. And all the doing that you do is just to be aware, just to receive, have a receptive attitude. We'll spend a few minutes in silence with mindfulness immersed in the body, every part of the body in the breath. 
I would like to invite us now to drop in the first reflection into the body, not to think about it, but as I say it out loud, let us drop it in like a pebble. Feel the reverberations and just sit with what arises or if nothing. First reflection, just like everyone, just like everyone. I am subject to aging. I have not gone beyond it. Just like everyone, I am of the nature to age. I have not gone beyond aging. And now the second contemplation. Let's drop that in. Just like everyone, I am subject to sickness. I have not gone beyond sickness. I am of the nature to sicken. It is inevitable. contemplation which we're introducing today in our community practice. Just like everyone, I am of the nature to die. I am subject to death. I have not gone beyond death. It is inevitable. Letting yourself be rooted, stable in the body with the breath. And if ruminations arise, bowing to them, offering them up, letting them go for this reflection. Maybe just dropping in the reflection one more time. And just sitting with it. Or sitting with silence. 
just like everyone, I am, I am of the nature to die. I have not gone beyond death. It is inevitable. I am of the nature to die. It is inevitable.
And for the last moments of this practice period together in silence, I'd like to invite us to hold ourselves with care and kindness for whatever arose or did not arise during this practice period without judgment. Whether there were a lot of emotions or a lot of thinking or if you fell asleep, it's all okay. You've aligned your intentions with your actions, showing up, doing your best. Now without attachment to outcome, which is born of many causes and conditions, offering yourself appreciation, friendliness and kindness. Appreciating your own goodness, your intentions. And collectively let us offer, share whatever goodness is generated from our reflecting together on our impermanence, on our human condition. May it support us in our awakening and may it support all beings in their awakening, freedom, happiness, and ease. again everyone wherever you are in the world right now listening or perhaps listening after after this recording so today we turn our attention to the third contemplation about our mortality and This one in particular, I think might be a little more challenging perhaps than the other two, than the first two about old age and sickness, because in many ways we experience um, aging. We feel our body change and shift whatever age we're at. We, We are more in tune, in touch with the shifting nature of our bodies and sickness Of course, we all experience sickness, Um, childhood, adulthood, colds. So we have a visceral feeling. We're in touch with the experience of of sickness. 
Death, however, we don't have a firsthand experience with this body dying until it happens, and then we're not here to contemplate. So um, it's more of a stretch. We may have experience with other um, people dying, loved ones, people we care about, or or if we're in professions whom we are in touch with, with, um, with, with death. However, to contemplate our own, for, for our own ego to contemplate its own demise is really challenging. And there are psychological um, um, uh, resistance actually to doing it. And, and one way this is beautifully captured uh, in a story in the Hindu epic um, Mahabharata, where the wise person Yudhisthira is asked, what is the most amazing thing in all life? And the wise person answers, that a human seeing others die all around him never thinks he will die. It's pretty amazing. In many ways, we know we're going to die. Yes, we know, of course, we're going to die. But, but knowing, knowing that we're going to die. And, and this observation that Yudhisthira made um, is actually very crucial, this observation. It's an amazing observation because humans, we are intelligent, irrational creatures, and yet... Um, we think we never die. We, we live our lives as if we're going to live forever. Um, we, again, we know we're going to die, but we live as if we're going to never die. Oh, it's, oh if it's going to happen, it's going to happen way, way, way sometime in the future. Oh, not now. Um, and again, <clears throat> excuse me, really sitting with this practice right now, the time of the pandemic, it's, it's more profound. It's, these reflections are more profound, and especially now, um, to share with you in Northern California, and I see many people also commenting on, on YouTube, um, there, are, there are wildfires where I'm sitting. I'm smelling smoke right now. As I was guiding the meditation, there was a fire truck. There are ambulances um, driving outside. We never know. We never know. We never know. So with this contemplation, um, they're making peace, observing, um, contemplating, knowing, facing our own mortality has many benefits. Um, and as some of you already know, this uh, uh, topic, Maranasati, mindfulness of death, um, is one of my favorite topics to teach about. And I've taught retreats, seven-day retreats, day-longs, various lectures. So if any of you are more interested on audio dharma, there's a lot more resources available and also on my website on, on mindfulness of death. Um, so just to say a couple of things to support our practice with this reflection today, which I'd like to invite you to really take with you 
close all day today. One of the benefits is that making, uh, facing our mortality, as I mentioned earlier, referred to, it brings up what's called samvega, which is spiritual urgency. So the sense of life is short. How do I want to spend my life? As the Buddha says, the days and nights are relentlessly passing. How well am I spending my time? The days and nights are relentlessly passing. How well am I spending my time? And research suggests that even though we may have certain goals and values, the way we want to live our lives, but we actually end up spending a lot of time, excuse me, a lot of time doing things, for example, watching television or surfing the web or things that are not exactly aligned, not proportional. We spend an ordinate amount of times time on, on things that are not uh, aligned with our values, spending some time to relax, of course, it all makes sense. But, but um, there, it, and this problem is called a misalignment problem, that the way we live our lives tends to be misaligned with our values, the way we show up. Maybe our, an important value for us is generosity of heart letting go. Maybe an important value is kindness um, to others. And maybe that's not how we show up. But if we realize our time is short and we really don't know when we're going to die, that yes, we are going to die. Of course, I'm of the nature to die. And don't know when it's going to happen. We have no idea. We might have images assuming, oh, we'll be whatever in our 100, 20 years old on our deathbeds. uh, But who knows? Who knows? Who knows, really? Really, who, deeply, deeply, who knows? Living this with a don't know mind. Um, to support us, to waking up, to support us, to live more fully, more presently, this precious, precious human life. So this reflection can really awaken us into our preciousness, the preciousness of our lives right here, right now. And also to make peace with what is going to happen. So, so when we uh, are on our deathbeds or in an accident, there is not a sense of horror. We can actually be calm and approach this experience with awe, with mystery. We have no idea. There might be something. There might be nothing. It might be beautiful. It may not be. We just don't know. But if your mind is calmed, and free, expecting the inevitable. It's a gift. It's the ultimate gift that you're giving yourself and your loved ones also because you allow them not to have to take care of you in your fear, in your terror. Um, And similarly, if you've made peace, if you've faced your own mortality, then you can really support your loved ones in their passing because they don't have to take care of you. They don't have to, to emotionally support you and, and be worried about you. They, they can have a sense of peace. You offer them a sense of peace. Um, 
to be in their own process of transitioning, whatever it might be, don't know mind, really holding it with a don't know mind, no expectations. So, so this reflection, this third reflection is, we can spend days, weeks, months, years with just this reflection as a practice towards waking up. And Maranasati, there are many specific practices for death, for mindfulness of death uh, towards waking up. Um, so for today, with this topic, my invitation is that we embrace it. We embrace this reflection as an enlivening, as one that actually supports us in our waking up, waking up during life and also waking up during, during the moment of death to be prepared for it, to let go gracefully into, into death and perhaps into deathless. There are teachings about waking up uh, to the deathless, to nibbana. That's another word for it, another translation. Deathless is another translation of waking up, nibbana, awakening in the moment of death. So this is a very rich contemplation, and the invitation today is to keep this reflection close with you. Both feel your sense of aliveness, vitality, um, and I am of the nature to die, to, to sense that you are going to die, you've not gone beyond it, and when and how it happens, you have no idea. But one thing is for certain, we're all going to die, and it's just part of life. It's part of the grace, the mystery, the impermanence of being human, coming, offering our gifts to the world, um, offering our gifts of awakening to this being that we're the steward of, and then passing on. So keep this reflection alive with you, feeling your aliveness and, and also the mortality. As Carlos Castaneda says, Keep death on your shoulder as a wise advisor. And today, maybe you will choose to have a memento mori, actually. You can simply take a post-it and write, you're going to die. Or, I'm of the nature to die. I have not gone beyond it. It's inevitable. Whatever words work for you and put the post-it somewhere. On, you can see your, your fridge, your monitor, your... Um, bathroom mirror really bring this reflection in with you it is so um important this reflection it's been it's a major it's been a major part of my uh practice uh buddhist practice mindfulness of death um and i bring it into my reflection into my life every day and i feel most alive most aligned with with my values when i'm aware of of my own mortality that time is short and I have no idea when I'm going to pass so this is a challenging juicy wonderful practice and I so um, I'm so grateful that you're joining all of us today the whole sangha in in taking this practice with you um, so it's 7.45, and I have one question for those who are still here. I'll ask again tomorrow. Um, there is an option to have a, a group conversation on Zoom on Friday after the last, after the fifth 
contemplation for us to discuss these contemplations together in community and meet. And um, I would be happy to host that if there is interest. So if you may be interested in discussing these contemplations and delving in them a little more with others, please um, indicate that in the YouTube chat, say, I'm interested. Um, so, so that I just get a sense of how much interest there might be to host one or not. May you be well, may you be safe, and may you have freedom and be awake. Take good care.